go. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, thanks and for thanks having for me. And thanks for wearing our uh, our uniform That's for awesome. the podcast. I didn't realize Tuesdays had a dress code, but yes. I'm in it. Light blue, checkered. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was the only wor- only shirt I was unwilling to uh, wrinkle. Yeah. Uh, that I was willing to wrinkle before uh, <laughs> NBAA in Vegas. So, Well, cool. Well, thank you for, uh, for looking so good for coming on the podcast. You as well. You yeah. as well, my friend. Well, it's good to see you. Yes. Uh, it's been a little bit. Um, but yeah, great to see you and glad to hear everything's going, uh, going well. Um, we had worked together. I don't know how many, how many years like ago was, was that? Seven, eight years ago. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah. Uh, a so lot growing up. Yeah. A lot, lots changed since then. We were just talking about some of the, some of the differences in, you know, how we've both progressed and how life's changed and all all the good stuff. So, um, but yeah, let's, let's get started with, you know, maybe, uh, how you got into this industry and, uh, and let's, let's take it from there. And then we're going to talk about some business development stuff, some sales stuff, and kind of get into, you know, what you're, what you're doing today. Yeah, definitely. Um, man, aviation kind of found me, you know, um, I was not going, I wasn't, I'm not an AMP, I'm not a pilot, I didn't have any intentions to do yeah. any of those things. <laughs> um, I was going to school, I was interested in computer-aided drafting, I was in, interested in 3D printing and design. Yeah. I thought that that's the new wave, and I still strongly believe that that is the new wave of like what's going to be happening here in the near future for us. Yeah. Uh, but my wife called me up. You know, We'd been married for about seven or eight months. She tells me that she's pregnant, I need to find... Something that's going to start bringing us in a solid income <laughs> on a on a monthly basis. So I went on Craigslist because that's how long ago this was. That Craigslist was a reliable source for, uh, to, for, for, for employment, right? <laughs> and it said um, bilingual, customer service, um, and that was pretty much it. It was one of those uh, very cryptic. And I was like, you know what? 18 bucks an hour. Yeah. That's going to be my place. <laughs> I call up. It's a place called Air Station Aviation owned by a gentleman named Jeff Hinton, who's a person that I still talk to to this day. Uh, he gave me a job as an inside salesperson. Yep. Taught me the difference between an as-removed part, a serviceable part, an overhauled part. I learned what it was like to like send stuff out for repair, bring it back, get exchanges, deposits, all that stuff. I was immediately hooked on aviation. I would work 10-hour days. I would come home, be with my wife and baby for a little bit, and just be like right back to the office because I was just like so hooked on like the network and the community and like really the aspect of the, how much money I was generating at, at that young age. Yeah, you sure. Know? Um, and how old were you when this when this happened? So I'm t- I'm 25 years old, okay. 26 years old, and uh, I just finished my arena football. So I was playing arena football yep. before that. So I was like, arena football's over. I'm gonna go play. I'm gonna go to <laughs> school now. Oh my god, school's over. Now I'm working for this guy, and he was great. We deal we dealt mostly with commercial parts and uh, shipping stuff all over the world, which yeah. was great. And the world at that point really started getting smaller for me. I started realizing after a few conferences and stuff like that that I really liked more the corporate side. So I started yeah. trying to focus on that. Yeah. And that led me to a company in Naples, Florida uh, called um, 
London Aviation. Yep. Uh, London Aviation was a, a flight school, <laughs> helicopter photography, uh, hangars, offices. They had a parts room. They had everything. So at that point, now I'm exposed to way more of the industry. My network grows way bigger. I for the, Over the next two and a half, three years that I work for them, I'm learning every aspect of it. I'm seeing profits and losses. I'm seeing all the things that are making money, how it's not making money. And I start realizing that the management aspect of this, the maintenance aspect yeah. of aviation is really where I'm have most of my interest. Sure. So I start reaching out to other opportunities and I think that's when I reach out to, I get to flight docs, yeah. you know, sure. uh, I meet you, I meet Rhiannon, I meet your dad. Um, all of which have been like a super great impact in my life. I really appreciate that. Thank yeah, you so of course. much. Rick, if you're hearing this, was good. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate all those headbutts that you gave me. Um, man, I was there with you guys. It was the first time I was selling something that wasn't tangible. Right. Right? It wasn't a part. It wasn't a thing. It was more of like a program and a concept. And at that point, we were growing, you know? Yeah, sure. So I remember going through a lot of struggles there at, <laughs> at Flight Docs. But I really enjoyed the environment. I really enjoyed the energy. The, and, and then that kind of helped me start growing my principles and my values of what am I willing to tolerate? What am I, what do I want out of my aviation life? Which now I'm like, there's no going back to school yeah. now. It's just, <laughs> how am I going to get this aviation thing going and off the ground? So I go with you guys. I think I was there for like, maybe like a half a year. I think maybe even maybe, less than that. I don't know. I don't know. Well, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, after that, I go over and I start selling maintenance. And that's yeah. really when yeah, my sure. network starts blowing up. I start meeting all these DOMs, charter companies, um, you know, people that are in the FAA, people are in the DGAC in Mexico, yeah. government agents, things like that. And that's when I start really becoming associated with the MBAA. Uh, and growing my network even further. So sure. um, I'm with Private Sky, which is another local company. I'm starting to feel like I'm outgrowing this area, <laughs> but I want to hold on to Southwest Florida as best as I can. Uh, Private Sky is a great company owned by a fa local family, the Wolinans. Uh, they gave me an opportunity to jump into the Gulfstream market. And the people that I had working with me there are the people that I ended up having working with me at last job at Stevens. Those guys that were at Private Sky were the people that taught me everything I needed to know. They yep. would make me come in early in the morning, get on the floor with the guys, ask questions, learn, do stuff, turn things on, turn them off, see how things are taken apart, see how they're put together. Yeah. This is this, this is that. This is how you look an IPC up and try to find out what part this is, you know, that you're looking for. At that point, I'm starting to really round myself out and I could understand the concept of the timing of the maintenance and the the amount of work that's put in and the amount of uh, time that's allotted for the plane to be down. And when the aircraft's down, that's money out of the customer's pocket, you know? So sure. I'm starting to understand all these headaches and all these little things. Yeah. After Private Sky, um, what I do is I go and I work for another smaller company. Um, they're called Business Aerotech. They're out of Allentown, Pennsylvania, owned by the Ionata family. Great guy, small company, four or five people working there. The parts company's been handed down to like two generations yeah. now. And that's what I was pretty much doing. And I was running around, but they did not have the vision that I had. I saw myself as everybody's getting older. I could jump in here. I could start building this out, growing it, modernizing it. They were still invoicing people by printing it out, folding it into an envelope, <laughs> putting a stamp on it, writing the name and sending it out to people. People sure. were just invoice me 
the email yeah you, through yeah, email you know sure. so i wanted to change all that they were unwilling to change all that and i was like all right boom there goes another value like if you're unwilling to change and you don't want me to make the changes this yeah not so then i did the stevens thing um that ended here in may um and right after that i realized i sat down and talked to my wife i was like I have seen this from so many angles now. Yeah. I have seen this from, you know, start to finish. I've been in small companies. I've been in big companies. I've been in people around for 70 years. I've been people around for two years, you know. Uh, and the headaches that people have, they start to be similar. So that's when I realized, all right, what I want to do is I want to solve people's headaches. How do I do that? And my wife was like, you need to start your own company. You need to start helping people through consulting. Yeah. Um, consulting is such a broad term. Uh, I Somebody explained it to me. Consulting is what you tell people you do when you can't describe what you do in less than 10 <laughs> seconds. So if you're, if you're doing something that's more complicated than explaining in 10 seconds, you're a consultant. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing now. Um, MAG Aviation Group started in May. We've already had three contracts signed. The first company that we worked with was uh, PJ Kev and Approved Jets. Mm -hmm. This was a single charter broker, okay? So this guy was grinding, making great money, um, six figures a year by himself, giving his friend Diamond Santos, who she was running pretty much all the back office, a portion of that, and they were doing great. You know, yep. they're, they're on the internet, they're on Instagram, they have like a good following, they're doing great for themselves. Sure. But if you went into their rfq inbox you would see 180 unanswered rfqs mm -hmm. so they definitely needed help with the business process and streamlining sure so that's where i'm at now i, I helped them with the whole back office i helped them with streamlining their sales process we got more people on board with them yeah uh, now we're about to sign a new contract with seal aviation uh, this is a company out of fort lauderdale that's been doing ndt work and they've been doing structural repairs. Uh, and now we're going to start developing out some other sides of their business, including parts and fuel cell repairs. Okay. Um, and that's, I mean, cool. nine yeah. years, <laughs> it seems a, like a blink of an eye. Yeah. But when I sat down just now and I explained it to you, I was like, I cannot believe that that was yeah. just like my <laughs> aviation career. You've done a lot of different stuff. It is wild to think yeah. so. And. I felt like when I started aviation, I was like an empty jar, mm -hmm. you know, but now because of all these people with amazing experience, like I've worked with guys that worked for Grumman when they was on Long Island, yeah. you know, and so these guys know these planes in and out and I was able to learn from them, yeah. you know, sure, which is huge. No, it's, it's, it's awesome. And one of the things that, you know, as, as you were working with us and then I really saw it, I think after you left flight docs and you were back in, you know, selling maintenance and services and things like that. Um, First is like your energy and like passion for what you're doing that, Thanks. that I always loved. And I think the rest of the people in the industry can see that, but I think very quickly you were able to come out and build a network of, of people that, um, that you trust and that they trusted you. Right. And I think that you're really trying to leverage that in this new pursuit with your new company. So like, tell me like, how, how does that, how does that play out with just networking with people and, and always having someone that you could call to help you out with, with what sure. you're doing? Yeah. I mean, th that's, that's my benefit. That's how I tell people. That's what I sell them on is yeah. the fact that you could spend a week making phone calls. Yeah. I can spend two hours making phone calls and get to the same result. 
And the reason I do that is I leverage that network. I grew my network from nothing but just off a genuine basis. You know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying... The reason that me and you stayed friends after I worked out was not for the benefit of what you were going to bring to me in the future, Mm -hmm. right? I liked you as a person. I wanted to see you succeed outside of that because the people around me, if they succeed, I succeed. Mm -hmm. So my network helps me every single day. I have people on the phone that have 38 years experience of being DOMs for certain aircraft. I have brokers that sell hundreds of aircraft on a daily, uh, not on a daily basis, but on a yearly basis. <laughs> sure. You know, um, these guys are a wealth of knowledge that I wouldn't be able to retain. My brain's not going to be able to retain all those things. So I count on other people to retain that information for me. And as like a hard drive, right. I just go to it when I need it. And I'm like, boom, this file. And and you're not a you're like you had said like you're not an expert in any one of these areas. You're not an AMP. You're not a pilot. You know, uh, you're not a developer. But I connect you've, the dots. You've learned a lot of yes. these different things. You know who's good at it, who's not, and you've been able to connect those dots. And the thing is, is that people, human beings, right, want to have relationships. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to have relationships. Yep. It takes effort. You constantly have to work at nurturing your network, right? I know on a quarterly basis, on an every three-month basis, I am going through my phone. Every 90 days close, (laughs) I'm going through my phone. And I'm at least texting everybody that's in there. The reason why I do that, whether they text back or not, the reason why I'm doing that is so that when I make that phone call, I know that I'm not going to a person that I'm just reaching out for that thing. Right. Right. Like I currently want to know what you're like. I want to know what your interests are. I want to know who your family is. I want to know, like we were talking earlier, how much our hobbies have changed over the past years that we've known each other. Right. Sure. All those things. Yeah. So nurturing that relationship, having, I like to call it's nepotism, but in a positive way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. You want people to want you to succeed. Sure. Right. Despite anything. And the only reason why is because you're a good person and you want them to succeed and you're all succeeding together. And that's how you do it. That's how you continue to grow. And when you see an opportunity for a friend or for a person that you've been networking with for a long time and you feel like they're they're a fit for it, having the courage to reach out to them and be like, hey, I don't know what you're doing, but. I found out about this and I feel like this is something that you should definitely consider Mm -hmm. or knowing the fact that something comes to your table. Like the other day I had some engines off a G4 come to my, come my way. How are you going to get rid of a set of engines for a G4? You know what I mean? Well, you got to start knowing people that want these engines and things like that. So between DAS and BizJet and all these other people, I had a bidding war going for them. We sold them for more than more than we expected to sell them for, you know, something that could have taken that broker, that aircraft broker many months to do mm-hmm. right and time is money right sure we try to do in larger time but you got to be able to have a network to be able to do that you have to work that network to do that it has to be you have to take such a genuine approach to it and it takes time my wife goes i don't know how you do it i don't know how you wake up in the morning i know like it's like boom nine forty-five. <laughs> i can start making phone calls here in a little bit and i just i start every day with a few just social calls 
to some friends. Hey, how you doing? Kind of like warm up my mind to like, all right, now I got to start like, and like, as my day progresses, I go with like colder and colder and colder calls because by the time three o'clock in the afternoon rolls around, I've already had 17 calls under my belt. And I'm like, all right, I got my play down. I'm ready to go. This is my cold call. I'm going to warm this guy up. I'm going to build myself. I'm going to endear myself to him. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm going to find out what he wants, what he needs, or sure. what she needs. And then work my way from there. Everybody's got a problem and everybody's looking for somebody to solve their problems. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I'm doing. Do you think that everybody knows what their problems are or is that part <laughs> of what you're part of what you're trying to accomplish? Because what I found is that there, you know, there's a lot of companies in the, in the space that are, are doing pretty well. Like they've been around for a long time. The, the business is continuing to either, you know, remain sure. profitable or maybe they're growing a little bit each year, but not every company knows exactly what they need to take things to the next level. Yeah. So how, how do you, how do you figure, how do you go about uncovering some of that? You have to spend time with them. Yeah. You, you know, sometimes they'll know, they'll have a concept of what the problem is. Mm -hmm. They might not pinpoint it down. You know, some people, Emotional maturity plays a lot into it and and their own pride in whatever they're doing. Uh, that has a lot. If you don't sure. have that, you, you're going to be unwilling to change no matter what. Yeah. But after you spend some time with some people, after you review their numbers definitely and just the hard stuff first and then people on an individual basis, sometimes it's just putting the people in the right spots. Sometimes you have an introvert in an extrovert position, an extrovert in an introvert position. Sometimes you just need to do those little shuffles. Sometimes you need to apply technology like we did with Asana to the approved Jets team. Yep. You know, Sometimes you just need something to just keep everything organized. Uh, but no, most people do not know what yeah. their actual problem <laughs> is to answer your question. Most times you have to go in there. You have to analyze it. You have to be super hypercritical hyper right. of what they're doing and truth bombs you know sometimes i sit there and i talk to people and i'm just like oh they they do not like what i'm saying but i leave their feeling good yeah because i know that the time that they paid me to be there with them and the time i'm giving them real things i'm telling them what the problems are what they should be doing because i want to see them succeed because they're going to be something for me in the future to right. be able to count myself again so yeah, people don't know. Some people do know, or they're focusing. Also, a lot of people focus on the wrong thing, Greg, right? You know. Well, I think too, like a lot for a lot of them, it's 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 sometimes it's just a, a kind of a time and a focus type thing where, you know, like the example that you gave, like they're yeah. they're doing well, they're kind of you know they're run running at a at a hundred miles an hour, and it becomes tough to then say like, hey, let's. Let's take yeah. some time to focus on like what's going on behind the scenes, right? right. And so um, it can be tough for like a founder or an executive to say like, hey, we need to shift gears and focus on some of these things. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, maybe in this in this first contract that you're talking about, that's what you were able to do. Yes. Come in and say, okay, you guys are doing really great things like on the outside and on the front great. end. Yes. But, you know, to walk me through how you kind of like, got in there and started sure. mapping out what needed to be done to solidify that base. Yeah, I went and spent time with each one of them individually. Yeah. Um, Diamond was running 
16 hour days this girl could not have a social life she could barely have a dog and keep it alive you know it was insane and i was just trying to realize i was just trying to figure out okay how can i streamline her process first thing i was like how can i make this person's life easier because yeah. this is the backbone of the company you know once we started realizing that then i was like all right what we need here is we need help we need manpower we need actual people pushing buttons and doing things but they also were young so they don't really have a lot of finances to do so so hiring manpower right away was not going to be the right way to do it mm -hmm. we needed to be able to streamline the work that they were having through so they're running a thousand miles an hour they cannot see all the problems that are going through they are just have blinders on let's focus on getting in what we can get in bringing me on board allowed me to look past those blinders see those things started applying asana started using programs like google forms these are like really inexpensive things right basic yeah, super basic. But once they applied it to the project that they were working on, it gave them incredible results because they were able to funnel work in, have mm -hmm. a sales flow, which didn't happen before. It was more more what they were doing. They were just like flinging yeah. stuff and they were like, ah, boom. Oh, this hit. Great. See we made sticks. Right. And then at the same token, because they were doing all those things, the margins that they were working with were very small. Mm -hmm. because it was all super rushed nobody was actually focusing on that so that was another thing i focused on i was like all right we need to stretch these margins out right so the amount of crazy work that you are doing is worth your time you know it's difficult it's difficult for people once they're doing it to realize what they're doing wrong mm -hmm. right you know like you don't realize uh that you're a bad dog parent until you have a spoiled dog and <laughs> nobody likes them you know what i mean i'm not saying that that's me but nevertheless you know um it's just you, you don't know it so like bringing somebody in with a fresh perspective mm -hmm. you know i i have like i said my network to keep me in line yeah. you know i have people that'll tell me you know miguel next time you know maybe do this or do that you know sure. feedback is so important constructive criticism being able to take that constructive criticism criticism apply it being a coachable person yeah this is something that i get paid to apply now to people's lives something that they should be able to do on their own but like you said when you're going 100 miles an hour and those blinders are on it's yeah. very 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 difficult now that company approved jets doing much better they are they have to be doing at least 20 percent more than they were doing before mm-hmm their workflow the amount of charters that they're selling per month are up crazy yeah. diamond now has a chance to go on vacation first vacation she's taken in three years they have salespeople now out on the floor independently going out there trying to find new revenue sources that they have they're getting big contracts with film companies and stuff like that yeah. so i'm very proud of what i've done for them you know we've done a podcast as well uh with about diversity yeah. with the mbaa with those people as well so wonderful wonderful somebody that i can have as a reference and now this new project that i'm coming on with uh is that we're going to be taking a local company here in fort lauderdale called seal aviation they've been around for about 20 years they have 40 employees again blinders are on right so like they have these 40 guys flying all over the world doing right. all kinds of repairs and stuff like that it's difficult to have the the focus to be like all right now i want to grow my company or i want to take this particular division make it more profitable so that things like are a little bit more aligned. So that's what I'm going to do. And now is I'm going to go into this one, kind of absorb the problems that they're having yeah, sure. and see if I could apply my network and, you know, pretty much my collective knowledge to what they have going on. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's exciting. How, so exciting. Yeah. How does it, so I guess two, two part question sure. for you. Try to answer them. Yeah. So, you know, first is, 
um, you know, we were, we were just talking before about how things are going just more in life, not, not necessarily sure. business. Right. And you're, you're happy with where things are at today. Uh, maybe not satisfied, but you're happy with the, with the direction that things are, are of going. my life, of your life on a personal level. On a personal I love, <laughs> I love my life on a personal level. I couldn't ask for much more than what I have going on. Honestly. Yeah. And so how, how has, you know, from when the time I met you and maybe rewinding even a few years before a lot has, a lot has changed for you. Yes. And we were talking about kind of that constant, I guess, progression for people. How do you how do you describe kind of that journey from like when you were a kid to where you're at today? Oh man, see the so I'm gonna be forty uh, next month, November sixth. Okay. So forty years, and you think about it, and all the crazy things that have gone on in one person's yeah. life, right, and all their collective experiences. More than what I've my personal experiences, the things that have changed me the most is seeing other people's experiences. Mm -hmm. I'm not raising my children the same way I was raised. I'm adding to what I already knew as a family, like great example, not to, but I worked for people that worked in families and I was able to absorb the knowledge that they passed on to their children so I could pass on to my children. Mm -hmm. And that was huge in my growth, realizing that there's more knowledge out there than what I have. And I need to collect as much of it as I possibly can from all these people to have that yeah. collective knowledge. So the hunger for knowledge and the hunger for self growth and emotional maturity is huge for me. That is the number one thing in my life for myself mm -hmm. that I want, you know? Um, as far as like my family and my life, the difference is, is that I was traveling 131, 140 nights a year yeah. uh, as a salesperson. That is not something I want to do anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I love my family. I love my home. I love the town that I live in. This place that we live in is great. Yeah. Shh, don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> I think the word's out. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, I know. I don't want to talk about that, but I want life experiences. I want to make sure I'm not, I don't care so much about things anymore. You know, I don't care about having that flashy car or the flashy watch or whatever the case may be. I care more of getting my daughters to Argentina in February for the entire month, mm -hmm. you know, and being down there so that they could experience my culture and my family can see where I was brought up and things yeah. like that. That's what's important to me now. Um, making sure that I can stay here mm -hmm. in Southwest Florida. This is my home now. Sure. I'm a transplant. We're both from the same part of the world, right? We're yeah. both from, you're from Long Island. Yeah. I'm from, I'm from Jersey, Jersey. City. Yeah. So eight mile difference probably from like where we're from. And we both live in this part of the world now. I, I want to try to do everything I can to stay here. Also like the, the principles and the values that I've developed, mm -hmm. right? So it's something that I feel is lost in the first 20 years of your life. And then it's not until you start really being under people and understanding people's different management styles and the way people work and the way people live their own personal lives. Right. Yeah. So it's not even so much about work, but on their own personal levels, there's some people that are willing to be helped. There's some people that aren't willing to be helped, yeah. you know? So just understanding that understanding who's worth putting my time into, who's not worth putting my time into who I should stay 
business friends with who I should stay personal friends with, you know? Right. Those are the things that have changed the most in my life. The understanding of the world, the understanding of how people work, I guess, a little bit better. Like, sure. I try to study people. I try to understand where their minds go and what their problems are and how they're thinking about it. You know, I try to solve some of their problems in my own head. Yeah. You know, like maybe <laughs> just an attempt of them maybe to ask advice, I guess. Um, I just want to be there for people. I want people to succeed. You know, yeah. I want the people around me to succeed, right? I want all my friends close to me to just live out their dreams, whatever that dream is. And if I can help them by a connection or putting them down a path that they maybe didn't know existed, like that's it. That's it for me. I want my grandpa used to tell me he was a sales guy as well. And he used to say, it's like, it doesn't matter what it says on your shirt. Right. What yep. you want is people to be excited about seeing you yeah. as a person. Right. And that's what I want. I want yeah. anytime somebody talks about me, I want somebody to be like, you know, have like that smile on their face. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a good person. Like, you know, he, he helped me do this or he helped me do that. And now I guess I'm just trying to monetize that. Yeah. Right. I'm just trying to monetize connecting the dots for people because I have so many dots to be able to connect them mm -hmm. to. Yeah. And like I said, I think you've, you've done a great job in kind of building that reputation and you could see with the approach that you've taken is that you've talked to so many different people <laughs> and have, you, you've have. helped so many different, you know, from operators to vendors, to brokers, to owners, to like yes. everybody. And I think that having that very open-minded approach to whatever you're doing has, has, helped you grow as a person and in your family and life and, and everything. Thanks. And I appreciate it. Yeah. That. And I'm, and, and you're always one of the people where, you know, even after we stopped working together, you know, seeing you at MBAA, yeah. um, always make it a point to go by the booth, say hi yeah. to you guys. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And go to the ice bar. <clears throat> Yes. We want to, to talk well, about You that, know, we're right? young. We're learning. You <laughs> yeah. know, we were learning. And now we're all now. We know. We know. Yeah. We have to have fun. You have to have fun. <laughs> Aviation's a very high stress industry, yeah. you know. Um, listen, you have to take a genuine approach yeah. to this industry that we work in, aviation, especially business aviation, right? So small. Yeah. So small. You can make or break your name with just two or three people not liking you. Mm -hmm. You know, same same. If two or three people do like you, you do yeah. pretty well for yourself. <laughs> so, and now it's, now it's more, how do I develop this out? How can I continue to be the most genuine version of myself? Mm. Right. And be able to continue this path of connecting people. So now I'm working with like, um, the diversity and equality and going to, you know, the FAA has all kinds of grants and programs for these people, for kids to go into these schools that don't really have an idea of what they're going to do. I mean, sure. I know 20 year old Miguel had absolutely no idea what he was going to do. He was going to play football for the rest of his life and then he was going to retire early and that was going to be the whole thing. But obviously that's just not the way life is, you know, and there was no real reality to that. But now that I do know that I have this great network, I, I have a great industry. There's not many of us, you know, me and you are pretty much 20 years younger than anybody doing what we do. Yeah, sure in this industry, yeah, you know? Um, so there's a future here. We're staying connected. We're being a part of it. I'm going to these schools. I'm telling these kids like work in private jets, have yeah. a great job. Don't be a mechanic. 
be a private jet mechanic. You know what I mean? Like work on a $10,000 car, work on a $2 million plane. You know what I mean? Those are both pretty much the same level. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? In our industries yeah. and you could have benefits and you could do all these things. There's for pilots, you know, there's all these great opportunities for pilots. So now part of my fulfilling my values and trying to stay true to myself is yeah. going out there. And I've been able to start working now that the COVID is starting to like, hopefully we can kind of get back to like a regular <laughs> yeah, thing. Sure. I want to go start going back into these schools and mm -hmm. I want to start doing these, you know, presentations again where I'm talking to them and I'm giving them these opportunities and hopefully I can help other people along the way. You know, I won in 2019, uh, the NBAA gave me top 40 under 40. Yep. And I was like one of the very few salespeople to like have gotten it. Mm -hmm. And I asked, Ed Bowling one night, one night I was like, you know, like I'm one of the few, he's like, he goes, yeah, he goes, but you had the most people apply for you. He goes, more than we've ever had, you know, asked for you to be That's there. Cool. So he goes, so you, you won pretty much out of like the amount of people that got, that yeah. got in. And I was like, all right, it, can I get a list of those people? And they were super, super reluctant to give it to me, but <laughs> I got, I got, I got a hold of the names and I personally thanked all those people because what they did for me and giving me that opportunity to be one of the few sales guys opened up so many doors for me to allow me to do what I'm doing now. Sure. Right. Because the MBAA recognized me as a person that knew more people. So that allowed me to meet even more people, right. you know, yeah. uh, and staying connected to all that is, is huge. It's just, that's the whole thing. The whole yeah. thing is just call, talk to them. Even if it's just to say, you know, Hey, How's it going? You know, uh, I shocked my old boss, Phil Stern from Stevens a week after, you know, uh, we parted ways. He goes, I call him. I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Monday morning. It's like, Hey, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> everything's fine. I was like, you are now, you know, part of the little syndicate. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm, I am going to call you now on like a bi-monthly basis and just, See how your world's doing. You know, the yeah. guy's a super interesting guy. He's a drummer in a Paul McCartney cover band that travels around the United States. You know what I mean? Like outside of aviation, this is a guy I want to have in my life, yeah. you know? And that's pretty much how I'm doing it. Believe me, there's plenty of people in aviation that I met that Don't. didn't get afforded that, you know what I mean, phone call. So I told him, I was like, you know, if this is cool with you, I'm going to stay in contact, yeah. you know? And he goes, but why? And I'm like, because it's a small industry and we never know how we're going to help each other out or how we're going to, where we're going to end up, you know, yeah. look at us. Yeah. Many years later, now we're doing a little podcast, yeah. you know, and this is fantastic. Yeah. So really appreciate both of you for having me on. Yeah, of course. No, I, uh, I appreciate you coming in. It's good to see you. I'm glad to, glad to see you doing, uh, doing some cool stuff and helping companies in the, in the industry. I think it's, um, it's definitely needed. I think that there's so many companies out there. I'm doing something very similar, I think, in, you know, approaching, okay, how can we use technology? How can we use networking? How can we use modern marketing and social media and, you know, all these different yeah. things to help businesses. The modernization yeah. of, of the business aviation industry, yeah, which is so pen and paper, it's ridiculous, yeah. you know? Yeah, and so I think that there's, a lot of opportunity out there and yeah. I think you're, you know, what the path that you're going down makes a lot of sense. So like from here, I know, you know, you're kind of working, uh, working a few contracts right now. Where do you, where do you see it going? 
That's a great question. <laughs> I have I, been, I myself yeah. have those blinders on right yeah. now that I was talking about how I try to take them off for other people. Yeah. I myself have those blinders on, you know, mm. I am just kind of taking it one contract at a time, just trying to do the best job that I can for them. Yeah. Um, execute their vision, you know, and apply as much of my knowledge and connect them with as much of my, my, my network as possible. You know, right. a lot of that's that a lot of it with approved jets and a lot of it with seal is going to be connecting them with the people that I already know that's going to help them grow even further. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I would, I would not want to see myself grow much more than what I have going on right now mm -hmm. to be a hundred percent honest with I you. I think when we were talking before, it was just like, okay, you know, one of the, one of the benefits of the work that you've done up until this point has been, you know, getting connected with all these people, having this constant dialogue going sure. with your network to the point where you don't necessarily need to be out there selling your services, right? The, there's right. opportunities that are coming your way and there's conversations that are on a daily basis, on a daily basis. because I'm, I am literally putting, I'm putting it into the universe to do so, you right. know, stirring the pot right. of my network. And like, I think we were talking about this right before the podcast, you were saying that you yourself were been doing this yeah. a little bit and you have no idea the opportunities that yeah. come up just through conversations. Sure. You know, and, and I always looked back and, you know, I sold a lot. Right. And, and I and you did, did a good job of it too. Well, thank you. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Incredible what you were able to accomplish <laughs> in a few years. Yeah. Thank you. But so, you know, um, one of the things that looking back on like the last 10 years, I wish I did more of this just general networking branding and, and, and conversations yep. and branding and all these types of things, you know, um, every, I'd say one of the big downfalls of what I was doing. I mean, listen, we were, we were successful. It worked and everything. Uh, but I always looked at everything through the lens of like selling. Now I had the brand in the back of mine, right? And, and a lot of the deals that we won were won over a long period of time, right? Because we were selling a new technology, a new idea, new services. And so, you know, we introduced them to people. And uh, a lot of times it took, you know, a year or two yeah. or sometimes, you know, five years for from that first conversation to the, to the time that it closed. But I was constantly, you know, thinking about the sale. And sure. um, I could have had a different mindset of being more about, okay, well, maybe you're you're not even a candidate to buy this service. Right. But I should have a conversation about what, what Absolutely. are you doing? You know, what, what, what's your business like? What are you, you know, um, where are you looking to go in the future? Who are you working with? You know, and just being able to, like I'm having conversations today where I'm able to gain a lot of information and give a lot of information, but there's not going to be any dollars exchanged or any sale or anything like that. Um, but what comes of that is just right. super powerful. Yeah, it's the, and I that's what, the, what my grandpa said. It doesn't matter yeah. what shirt you're wearing. Yeah. They want to see you. And so I've always focused on Miguel. Miguel Gallardo, what this brand is, right. what, what you get out of me as a person, right? Mm -hmm. So despite whatever it is that I'm trying to sell you, you know that what you're getting out of me is me. Right. Above and beyond everything else, right? I had a... A veteran in this industry, a DOM, and uh, 
he's in Teterboro. Um, he goes to me. I don't usually take sales guy lunches. <laughs> I'm like, well, what, you know, why did you take my lunch? He goes, cause another DOM friend of mine told me that I should go to lunch with you. And I was like, well, that's really nice of him. And at the end of the lunch, he come, we were driving back to the Teterboro to his thing. And he goes to me, he goes, now I know why he told me to go to lunch with you. And I was like, why? He goes, cause it's lunch with a friend. Yeah. At the end of the lunch, while you were paying the bill and stuff like that, you got in everything you needed to say to me, you know? And then at the end of that, you were back to friend mode again. Like, here we are. What's right. going on in your world? What gets you excited? What's, you know, problems that you're having? He goes, that's why you were a good lunch date. He goes, because <laughs> you were perfect. And he goes, you know what? I do want to use your company. And I do want to use your services because you thought about me as a person before you thought of me as a customer, yeah. you know? And he goes, and I'm going to refer you to a bunch of people. Yeah. And and that's that's the whole concept of what I go for is I. I want to know who you are. If I like who you are, I want to work with you. I want to help you make money. I want to help you do better as a person. If I don't like you, sadly, I'm going to do not the opposite, <laughs> but I'm not going to go out of my way to, 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 to apply anything that I have towards you. Mm -hmm. You know, there's also a lot of examples of people that you go out of your way for because you do like them. Mm. Right. And then, they disappoint you many, many times in a <laughs> row. And then you have to learn, despite you liking them so, so very much, that you have to. And that's part of, like, the growth process sure. of honoring that network, right? Because, like, like the mob, if you vouch for somebody, it's your You're responsibility, right? right? Yeah. You know, no matter what happens, it's your responsibility. And that, at the beginning, when I was more open to giving people that information and divulging my network and helping that out. Yeah. That's something that bit me in the butt a few times. Mm. And now I know to protect it a lot yeah. more. <laughs> well, that's funny. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking about something. Yeah, and then yeah, I was yeah, also yeah. thinking about, yeah, I don't think we, cause we went on maybe a one road trip together. Long Island. We I went, think went to the Westchester aircraft the, maintenance manager. Yeah. 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 And Cause you, you had mentioned about going to Teterboro. It's been a little bit since I've been there, but we, we took a, a road trip. I think we flew into JFK maybe. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we rented a absolute tiny vehicle. Oh I think my it was God. A, it was a spark, a, a Nissan spark. <laughs> and, uh, and we were, for That's anybody hilarious, who, <laughs> I totally forgot. For anybody who's wow. driven on the roads in New York, they're absolutely wow. atrocious. And so we're driving in this tiny, compact vehicle. Wintertime. Uh, Wintertime. Um, and uh, and Miguel, I don't know how tall you are. but you're Six foot six. Six six. And I'm like hunched over. Hunched in over in the, in the passenger seat. I'm driving. We hit a pothole and your oh. head drilled the roof of this car. And that yeah. was um, that was one of my... Yeah, good I, memories. <laughs> <laughs> me, me inflicting pain on myself. I remember that. Um, I remember that it was one of my first times um, going to the Northeast, yeah. representing an aviation company, and I don't know why I was like nervous about it. You know what I mean? Like I had, I had like this nerves, but now that part of the world is one of my biggest sources yeah. of like revenue. Well, I think that you know it's it's interesting. Or, you know, because we, we 
had plenty of customers in the Northeast and I'm from Long Island originally. Right. And, uh, but I think it is one of the toughest places to actually get in the door. Yeah. Uh, I they remember. They got to trust you. you yeah. Gotta, you, somebody's got to vouch yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. Like somebody I said, has to yeah. vouch for you, right? <laughs> so, you know, I think maybe the mob mentality is a little bit stronger in, it is, in New it York is, and Jersey. Is. But like in comparison, I think that, you know, in the, in the past, like, you could go and knock on the door of a hangar in North Carolina or in Georgia. Come and on in. You want some like, tea? Yeah. Or they're like, hey, yeah, just uh, hang a left onto the onto the uh, the tarmac and 100%. pull in. Um, but in the Northeast, sales is definitely, I think, a, it's a tougher territory to, yeah. to get into. Yeah, but once you get in there, the quality of the clients that you get, the amount of trust... Yeah. that they give you right off the bat once you gain it sure is i have not experienced that anywhere else yeah. you know i have uh one operator out of the northeast fl aviation great guy uh, anywhere i've ever gone the guy's given me an opportunity to yeah. work with him um and now as mag you know he calls me up when he's in a when he's a tight when he's in a tight yeah. spot you know he's like anytime the f word comes out of my mouth <laughs> He goes, you're the first person I call because I know that instead of me taking the time to do it, he goes, I can count on you. I know it'll get done. And, yeah. you know, I know I can move forward. So that's really like the concept. I want to try to solve people's headaches. I want to try to help my friends out, like I said before, grow everybody. That's that's the true value that I see in my life. You know what I mean? Like, how am I going to make as many people profitable and not profitable, happy? You know, yeah. like doing what they want to do. You know, sure. I want to I want everybody to feel like they can be like, oh, I'm going to take a month off and I'm going to go do this because they have that flexibility to do so because they're not. I told somebody I, I think I heard it somewhere, but then I've been using it a lot lately. Um, it's when you take a salary, right, you are getting paid to build somebody else's dream, mm -hmm. you know, and that's resonated with me so much over the last three months like i want to build my own dream sure and i want all my friends to build their own dream and i i have people are so capable greg you know like people that are a and p's that have 20 years experience you know that deal with things that they shouldn't have to deal with but they're also too scared to jump off you know what i mean and do it for themselves sure and i don't want to ever go how, back. how did you get to that mindset where like you've been working for companies for the last 20 years right right how did how how was that process for you to to I, make that leap it, it happened literally during the phone call where stevens is laying me off yeah to be 100 percent honest with you they're calling me to tell me that the program's ending the Gulfstream program's yeah. ending and that they don't need a sales guy anymore so i'm like I, I thanked my boss yeah i was like phil thank you i was like you're honestly one of the best people i've ever worked for you know and at that, my mind's going a thousand miles a minute at that second. And when I get off the phone with him and he's, he's just thanking me for all my work. I mean, we're both kind of like getting emotional about it because he's a really good person. I get off the phone and I just smile. And it was the first time in my life where like I felt my personal value was more than my job value. Mm -hmm. Like I, he's, he's laying me off and I'm thinking in my head like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be completely okay. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to be able to do this. I have people that I can lean on as soon as I start letting people know. Yeah. I'm available to start working for them and start making their lives better. My life's going to change. 
instantly. It was it was like a, like I flipped the switch. Like when I used to play football, like I'm like a pretty chill, normal person. I step on the <laughs> field, I flip the switch. It literally felt like I was stepping on the field. Like during that phone call, as I was hanging up, I was like, boom, this is this is the new mode. And I am never going to. And that's what I was telling myself. I should never like failure is going back mm-hmm. to getting paid a salary mm-hmm. from someone, you know, um, in my mind, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because I can apply what I know. I wasn't as a sales guy, I wasn't using all the tools that I had at my disposal. I right. was just using that one knife all yeah. the time, you yeah. know, and it, it gets boring to do that. So now I, I get to like roll out that little thing and just try out everything, every tool that I have at my disposal and, that's what brings me joy every day. The unknown fact of it, the fact that I'm building my own dream and doing my own thing. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for, for stopping by. Yeah. And, and, this, is, uh, this is really, really cool. Your guys' setup is so professional and I'm really happy to be a part of it. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you'd like to Tell the audience or listeners where where can where can everybody find you? Uh, well, um, obviously LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all yeah. that fun stuff. You can just type in my name; it'll pop up. Yeah. Uh, but www.magaviationgroup.com. Uh, that's our website. Okay. It has all our services on there and what we're capable of doing for you. Um. Yeah, and I'm available at all time. My somebody knows my telephone number for sure, <laughs> or my email address. Uh, or if not, you know, Google's a great tool for yeah. all that fun stuff. Yeah, sure. Greg, this is awesome, man. I'm really happy that you're doing this. Yeah, no problem you at look all. As happy and relaxed as I've ever seen you, and in, in your in our experience knowing each other. Yeah, I'd say I'm a little, little bit more yeah. laid back and a lot of fun stuff going on. I'm really happy to be able to. Yeah. I feel like Sit we're going through the same joy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's in our very, lives at it, the same yeah, time, at the same token. It, it's really similar in that, you know, the last however much time it's been like a very, you know, super focused. I mean, it was a great experience. Listen, it was it was a lot of fun, accomplished a lot of different things. But as I'm looking at like what this next chapter is, it's like, okay, there's kind of like unlimited opportunity here yeah. to work with all different people, take what I know, take the people I know, take what we've done and recreate it. And there's, totally. there's huge opportunity in this. Branding space. Greg Hine yeah. is what the next phase is. Yeah. It's like, you know, letting everybody know who you are as a person and what you're capable of doing for them. Because up until now, you've done a really good job of being a patron and like a steward. Sure. For- for you know other people's things yeah. and i'm just super excited to see you going out there and running out there and doing your own thing so well thank you i yeah. appreciate it and thanks right. for coming on and uh yeah we'll do it again yeah i look forward to it all right all right appreciate you man sweet